Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This episode is brought to you in part by Noom. Forget one size fits all diets. With Noom, you get a personalized weight loss plan that's tailored to your lifestyle. No food is off limits. Enjoy your favorites while discovering healthier habits. Noom's users love the flexible approach, blending psychology and biology to help you lose weight in a way that's sustainable for you. And great news for foodies. Noom just released the Noom Kitchen Cookbook with 100 delicious, healthy recipes. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Com. Grab your copy of The Noom Kitchen wherever books are sold. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to The Morning Toast. It's Tuesday. Oh, it is Tuesday. I thought you were going to keep going. Yes, I did end the song us, abruptly. And let us know more about Tuesday and how we can expect to be feeling. So it's Tuesday, for okay. sure. I don't think anyone can argue that, except maybe if you're Australian. It's Tuesday. It's kind of gloomy in New York, and I'm not going to lie, I'm living for it. You know what I was thinking about on the way here? What? You know how people have seasonal depression, and it's like, during the winter, it's like really kind of depressing, and then the sun comes out in the spring, and you really do start to feel better? I think I have anti-seasonal depression. Like, I'm depressed in the summer when it's hot, and I have chub rub, and I'm forced to wear shorts, and like, shamed for wearing leggings. And then, like, in the winter, when we're all bundled up, looking so chic, drinking hot cocoa, everyone's like, depressed, and I'm like, the opposite. You're blossoming. Yeah. I think that's what I figured out. I think that's possible. You know, like... There are definitely plants that blossom in the winter, and you're just one of them. I'm a fern. You're a McPlant. Yes. And you know what else I was thinking about? You're just full of thoughts. So I don't always watch the show when we get home because, I don't know, I find myself to be like very self-critical, but it's necessary because I watched yesterday's show, and we just had like a lot to catch up on. I swear to God, I was not speaking English. Oh, really? Talking so fast, swallowing entire sentences. Like, I don't know how anyone followed what I said yesterday, and I was talking over you like a next level amount. I'm sure you didn't even realize because you're so conditioned. There was only one time that I realized. I know, during the Love Island recap. Um, I'm not even, I don't even remember. So I just, I'm just gonna be like super self aware today. Okay, cool. Well, you know what? That's, this is probably like not the right time since you're like on this new journey. Like, I have a gift for you, and you would think like I should give you a gift when you've completed your journey. Is it but a Gucci bag? No, I'm giving you this gift at the outset. Just a little context. It's not. It had nothing to do with your birthday because okay. I ordered it a while ago, but it got here yesterday. You were always thinking of me. I am always thinking of you because so many things just remind me of you. And so even though I didn't get you a cake for your birthday, like it's I'm, fine. I'm thinking of you year round, and you still didn't bring that puzzle home that I got you. <laughs> and I just want all the viewers at home to know I, when I went away in March, I saw a gift that made me think of Claudia. It was a puzzle that like had leaves on it and it like was meant to be peaceful like puzzles are supposed to be like pe- it says the word peace it on says it. like it's supposed to bring inner peace it's a puzzle that brings inner peace i'm like that's so claudia so thoughtful got it for her it's still in the studio never took it home can i just tell you that like i've been really vocal like in the last year about puzzles and so i've literally gotten so many puzzles like it's like a, like when people think of me now they buy me puzzles i got two from ben's mom last night for my birthday and they're like sick jonathan adler ones i'm overwhelmed with puzzles i understand okay that's puzzling well this is not a puzzle <laughs> okay I have a gift for you. And is it just, edible? No, I just saw it. It made me think of you. Oh my god! And I hope you enjoy it. Oh my god, I'm so nervous. Oh, I'll close my eyes. Of course, 
Once again, I did not wrap it. Okay, it looks, appears to be a blouse. It is a blouse. It's from... <gasps> <laughs> You're kidding. You guys. <laughs> Please, can I get my camera? Okay. Maverick <laughs> Athletics. Now, this is why it's so interesting. Ready? Of course, yeah. Maverick is a main character in my New York Times bestselling book, available now on all platforms. He's the protagonist. Do you know whose company this is? Logan Paul. Yeah, and like our boyfriend over here, Logan Paul. So this is just a multi, it's a layered gift. It's a layered gift, and you want it, like I ordered it when he was fighting. Like that's what made, because you, I saw, you saw the, I ad. saw the, um, he's Maverick Athletic, so I went to see like his merch to see if they, he had anything that had Maverick on it. So much stuff was sold out, but I managed to snag this shirt. Okay. Thank you so much. This is such a, so meaningful, honestly. Like, it has so many meanings. Yeah. Because even if Maverick wasn't a character in the book, I would have loved a piece of Logan Paul merch. Yeah. And this is just everything of the sort. It really, really is. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. And I also think it's a cute shirt. 100%. I'm going to wear it on the show tomorrow. Awesome. I Maybe I'll pair it with some black leggings. <laughs> that's, just a thought. That's really crazy. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. When wow. I came, I was just so excited. I've been waiting for it to come. What a bright Tuesday. I need to start, like thinking of you for gifts because it's like a fun thing to do on the show it is a fun thing to do on the show and it's just like a nice thing to do for people but it's not like I'm like I want to get so-and-so a gift let me seek one out but like I just when I see something I'm like this reminds me of so-and-so well, I have to get it buying gifts for people like for birthdays is kind of hard because you're like seeking for the moment mm-hmm. if that makes sense whereas like if something just crosses your desk yeah okay I'm gonna start getting you stuff too okay cool cool that's exciting can I put it on the company sure but you did get me a cake for my birthday so like we're even and a Gucci bag a few years ago yeah a few years ago, yeah. Um, it wasn't that many years ago. <laughs> no, like, it was a long time we ago. We haven't said. We haven't said. Gucci bag. Gucci, Gucci bag, bag, Gucci bag, bag Gucci, Gucci bag, bag, Gucci bag. It's because we don't have a clock. Right, we were talking about that last week. You no, know what? Ha- Can you put on the Apple TV just like a clock app? Just like, so, if so it be, when it becomes 11-11, we can make a wish. I don't even know what I would wish for. What, what did we used to wish for besides a Gucci bag? Um... Well, you know, they were more so like internal wishes. Anything that I would wish for, I don't think I would share because then it wouldn't come true. And it's like really fucking personal. It's so personal. Even though I pretty much wish for the same thing like with every gift. And it's yeah. like a, I it's think like a broad range. I think of, everyone does that. Yes, of like, course. Health, happiness, success for everyone you care about. And yes. like inner peace. Yes. Yeah. I think a lot of people wish for And that. for yourself. And obviously. world peace. And harsher punishment. <laughs> what I always for quote, parole violators. Got it. Okay, I always quote that line from Miss Congeniality, and I can never remember what she actually I'm says. I'm pretty sure she said for harsher punishment for parole violators. I think. I don't think that's what she says. Actually, okay. I'm going to look it up. Google it. And that reminds me. I don't know if I've ever shared this on the show. Do you know what my um, drag name is? Um, no. Disgracey Lou Freebush. That's great, isn't it? Yeah. Do you have one? No. We where would I com- get one? You come up with it. It's not like a store. Oh. Yes. That would be harsher punishment for parole violators, Stan. Very good. Thank you. Um, yeah, you need to think about that. Okay, I will. Thank and you maybe, for the challenge. Maybe some people will have some good uh Oh, I'm sure they will. It has to be something with like red, you know, because your hair is red. Yeah, sure. We'll see. I'll think okay. about it. You guys think about it too. Cool. Um, how Except your- I was told by some members of the gay community that the miscongeniality reference is a very like hetero reference which i thought it was like totally a popular movie in the gay community but i guess it's not interesting yeah so it's not like a totally valid drag name is what i've heard okay from brian (laughs) so maybe you need to rethink yours as well yeah but i'm like so proud of the creativity that like i came up with you know yeah that i'm not willing to let it go huh i know it's good it's a pickle you know just you know 
have confidence in your choices. I'm, it's so hard when you make the worst choices most of the time, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Okay, how was your day yesterday? It was really good. We were booked and busy. We got our Patreon up, the birthday vlog on patreon.com slash morning toast. It gave me anxiety rewatching it because I had such a negative experience. You'll see why in the vlog. I had such a negative experience leading up to the party for a multitude of reasons that I believe to be extremely valid. And that's not only because, like, you know, I was in my head having anxiety. Now, days later, I was valid in my concerns. Do you agree? Um, I do agree. And watching your your footage I found to be really interesting and also while I posted this on my story yesterday while I was uploading the vlog I was like we did a vlog for your birthday three years ago I'd love to see like how the vlog style has changed since like what we it was so like really so different so different first of all we were so different like the way of course the way I look was atrocious the way we look of course but also how we talk I feel like Every year I get older, my voice gets less and less in New York. Like, I've always felt that way when I watch my bat mitzvah video. Like, it's so crazy. And then when I watch videos from a few years ago, I do sound more like nasal Long Island vibe. Yeah. You know? Well, so, But not less New York, like less Long Island. There's a difference. That's true. There's yeah. a big difference. Yeah. And I'm sure people listening who don't live in New York are like, what the fuck are you talking about? But it used to be worse, I'm telling you. Yeah. Like, New York is like, you know, I walk and I talk in the streets of New York and I drink lots of water and coffee. Long Island. But we don't like, even talk like that. No, but like sometimes we daughter. don't even talk like that. <laughs> Martin Lauren's daughter. <laughs> Martin Lauren's daughter. Um, Roarborn. And then Long Island would be I walk and I talk in the streets of New York and I drink lots of water and coffee. Lots of water. It's a subtle difference. Yeah, no, it, it is different though. But also our vlog style was so kind of amateur because we were so new to the vlogging space. And I remember people giving us really good feedback. Like you guys just like, you know, Filming yourself singing is what we see on Snapchat. So like evolve on the vlog. And it was good advice. We don't really do that anymore. And we're obviously much better vloggers now. But it was, I watched it because you told me to watch it. And it was cringy. But it was joyful. And also what's interesting is like we don't really sing on Snapchat anymore. So it's like we could go back to filming like that. Times are changing. Because like we don't do that stuff anymore. So it was really like cute to see just everyone. We all like really look so different and are so different. We were just like so much younger. I mean, and we were three years younger, but like you can really tell. Also what I thought was cool from the video and what I took away from it is like pretty much everyone at that party, I would still invite to my party today and did invite to my birthday party. So it's like, I like that I literally have the same group of friends like years yeah. Well, it's only three it's years. It's only but, been three years. We're but talking still, like some people, like, you know, every year it's new people at their party. Yeah. No, so it was cool. So if you are a Patreon member, check out the vlog that we posted yesterday. And then you can also just search birthday in the tab and Claudia's old birthday vlog will come up. And, like, hundreds of other sickening videos. Sickening. Um, so my day was good. It was busy. Got so much content out. Yesterday's episode was so long. So long. I guess we just had a lot to catch up on. And we, we did. still didn't even get to cover all the news that had happened over the weekend. It has spilled into today's episode. It has. I'm, I'm going to just apologize for that. Like, right when we wrapped the show, I was like, fuck, we forgot to talk about Scooter Braun. I don't know how I, like, I did wasn't top of my news feed, but it wasn't. So we're talking about it today. But you know what? I'm actually grateful that we're talking about it today because last night I rewatched um, Lily Pond Studios, um, Disney Plus, Taylor Swift Folklore, and a lot of folklore, like, is about Scooter Braun, and I actually feel like I have refreshed my memory on, on a lot of what went on during that time. Okay. Also, I put this on my Instagram story, but when I was searching for Taylor Swift and Disney Plus, the Jonas Brothers experience came up which is a concert dvd slash like montage documentary of their first like big tour and demi lovato did a cameo and so did taylor swift she's saying should have said no i think that was like when her and joe were dating and i watched it and it was so cute and then i was just like scrolling through it to see if there was anything else interesting and scott borchetta was in it 
Isn't that weird? Because of Taylor. No, he was with the brothers. Like, it had nothing to do with Taylor. This was, like, 30 minutes before in the movie. Interesting. Yeah, maybe he was, like, their manager, or maybe they were at Big Machine, like, in the beginning. I don't know. Or maybe he was, like, scouting them. Yeah, it was like really interesting. Like, came to the show. And I was like, who is that curly-haired freak? And it was Scott Borchetta. Crazy. Crazy times. Well, I think that's a great segue to get into the Fast Five stories that you do need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. And that's for sure true. For sure. But I'm already feeling so much better from yesterday. And I just kind of want to keep that momentum going to keep my RDH flare-ups. To a minimum. To a minimum. So today's episode is brought to you by Stamps.com. This summer is showing welcoming signs of a more normal life ahead. Finally, you can get back to enjoying life's little pleasures, like smiling at your neighbor, seeing a movie, and going to the post office. Not... Okay, some parts of normal life aren't so great, but with Stamps.com, you can skip trips to the post office and save on postage. Mail and ship anytime, anywhere, right from your computer. Send letters, ship packages, and pay less, a lot less, with discounted rates from USPS and UPS. They make it easy for small businesses to mail and ship without needing to take a trip to the post office. They bring all the USPS and UPS shipping services right to your computer. It's an absolute no-brainer. They offer deals you can't get anywhere, like 40% off USPS and 66% off USPS. And with their switch and save feature, you can quickly compare carriers to find the best rates every time. Stop wasting time going to the post office and go to stamps.com instead. There's no risk, and with our promo code TOAST, you get a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and a digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in TOAST. That's stamps.com, promo code TOAST. Stamps.com, never go to the post office again. Words to live by. Truly. Okay, first up, if last week was about happy couple news, this week is about sad couple news. Yes. First, music mogul Scooter Braun separates from his wife, Yael. Sources say Braun, who famously discovered Justin Bieber and even more famously got into a public fight with Taylor Swift, has been through a rocky patch with mining heiress Yael Cohen Braun, and they decided to take a break. Wait. Interesting factoid. Mining heiress. Go back. Mining Mining heiress. heiress. So an heiress of a mining empire. Yeah. Well, they didn't say empire. Could be, you know, a a small business They don't just call people heiresses. I agree. I found that to be an interesting factoid as well. And I know that I share this interesting factoid all the time, but you know whenever I hear the word heiress, what do I think of? Serena Williams' perfume commercials from like 15 years ago. Her name backwards is Inaris. And so she had a perfume called Inaris, and that's always what I think about. Sorry. Okay, thank you. Germane to the subject. Completely. But insiders tell Page Six that in spite of persistent rumors doing the rounds in the music industry, there are no plans for them currently to divorce. They're (laughs) friends and they're still living together at the moment, but they are separated, question mark? Oh, That was the initial report that came out. And also, like, based on their Instagrams, I think a lot of people are confused because they're very much posting as a happy family. Um, So it's quite unclear. Well, there's a few things at play here. One, um, I did read somewhere that there are some, like, lawsuits going on with Scooter and like perhaps this might be like a protective measure I don't know that's what one theory I don't but know if I believe that then they would have to divorce yes so and that, I don't know if I believe that I don't I, that doesn't add up to me now everyone of course when you think of Scooter Braun who do you think of I think of Justin Bieber okay most recently most people think of Taylor Swift yes and I know a lot of the Swifties are like quaking in their boots you know the master of spin has a couple side flings good wives always know all of that but I don't know. And I'm so firmly team Taylor, of course. But I just feel weird about, like, celebrating. Like, let's say this is a divorce. Like, if you have kids, like, we're all, like, jumping for joy because, like, a family's being broken apart. I don't like that. Are I'm, people jumping for joy? The Swifties are because it's, like, you know, Kim and Kanye first and then Scooter and Yael. Like, who's next? And 
we love I support Taylor wholeheartedly 100%. I don't like that kind of dialogue. Understood. Also, I hate to break it to everyone, but at the end of the day, like this has nothing to do with Taylor Swift. No, 100%. So, I agree. I find this to be like a sad story. I think we're, if we, we can remove Taylor Swift from the equation because she really has nothing to do with nothing. their relationship or them getting divorced or living together and separating. Um, I feel like a lot of people looked at Scooter and Yael as like couple goals for yeah, a very for long sure. time because they've been together for a while and like he has so much success and like, you know, it, those things change people. Yeah. Up until now, it hadn't changed their relationship. So I, I find this to be a sad story. Plus they have three kids. But I also feel like based on, you know, this living together thing, maybe they just like can no longer stand each other are living in separate wings but they're gonna live together for their family yeah I mean I was shocked at the news like I never I was shocked yeah like super surprised yeah you know what else this is really not a lot to do with um these people but it made me think of Love Island because I can't I I discovered another pet peeve of mine what you know how I said like I hate when they call like them the boys on Love Island I hate on like shows or in general when people refer to themselves as a power couple same who does it's, that in love island they did no but did they do it here no no no, no. Oh. i was just saying because i said the word couple goals got it got it um but i just like that's just a pet peeve no it's mine. really losery when people do it but me and ben are a power couple <laughs> <laughs> i'm kidding no it's literally it's cringy as hell it's so cringy simmer down sir simmer down simmer simmer the fuck down um so this was just genuinely shocking news but also the reason why I brought up watching Lily Pond Studios is because on the E! News post where they were like, put a picture of Scooter and Yell was like, you know, whatever. All the comments were the master of spin has a couple side flings. Good wise always know, which is the line from Mad Woman. Um, it's from the bridge. And a lot of people think it has to do with Taylor. And I was watching Lily Pond Studios. And before she performs every song, she sits down with either Aaron Dessner or Jack Antonoff and talks about the song the meaning behind it, whether it's a story from her personal life or like she watched a movie and wrote a song about it. And honestly, I, I hear the lyrics and I understand why people think it's about Scooter, but the way she explained it was just more about like the perception of female rage and was like much deeper than like a surface level thing that happened to her. So honestly, I don't know if I believe that that particular line or song is about them. I'm just stating like irrelevant to this, but just stating my opinion. I agree. And I also think I don't, I wouldn't call Scooter Braun the master of spin from Taylor Swift's perspective. Like, no. There's a lot of bad blood between them, but it's not because he spinned something in a way and yeah. was masterful about it. If anything, he's have a, having a really hard time spinning it back. Right, like he came out as a loser. He's not the master he, of spin. He I agree. He spin something in one way. I would say that guy Harvey from TMZ could be considered the master of spin. Yes, I would agree with that. Also, So I just want to put it out there. I don't think that Mad Woman is about... I don't think so either. I don't think so either, but there are rumors going around. Like, I think there was, like, Dumois blinds that, like, Scooter is cheating. Well, there were all those messages about him and Erica Jane, remember? Okay. She debunked it. I really feel like that's also irrelevant to this story. It is, but I just want to say, cute couple. (laughs) No, it doesn't work for me. No, I agree, I agree. It doesn't work for me at all. No, so I just, like, I want to say message to our Swifties. Um, I know we don't like Scooter, but, like, I don't really, I really feel weird. Maybe it's just because I'm a child of divorce. I don't like the weird, like, parading and celebrating of a family. I'll tell you what it is. Breaking down. I'll tell you what it is. What's going on between Scooter and Taylor is business. Yes, exactly. And this is Scooter's personal life. Yeah. And I don't think that they should be. Equated. Equated and used Mixed against one another. hundred percent. If Scooter's business were to suffer, like, they could be like, that's why you get, you do dirty business, you get dirty business. Right, right, right. But, like. When it has to do with his personal life, I, I think it's irrelevant. And I think it's just, like, immature to, like, make fun of it. So. Yeah. I won't. I'm hoping they can work it out. 
Me as well. And by the way, one more thing. We What we know about Taylor, she is a hopeless romantic. Like, even with people she hates, I don't think she would be wishing divorce upon people, you know? I do. But again... It has nothing to do with Taylor. It, it, it has nothing to do with Taylor, even if she was wishing it. Like, that's not how divorce works. It's just very hard when you're, like, a really invested Swifty to speak on Scooter Braun without literally mentioning her name in every sentence. Okay. And I that's something... You, that is my personal cross to Barry. And I... Wait. To Bear. To And bear. I think you, you did your best. I and think I th- it was, like, every other sentence. Do you think my best was good enough? It always is good enough. That's all we ask for here. Then nothing like a mad woman. What a shame she went mad. Okay, you guys, this next story is really shocking news. Perhaps more shocking than Scooter and the Outlaw. Agreed. I'm not even going to lie. Agreed. Because you know what? Matul was stable. He was good. He was honorable. Southern, until he wasn't. Until he wasn't. Southern Charms, Naomi Olindo, and Matul Shah split weeks after moving to New York City together. So I'm sure a lot of you saw this like tweet going around yesterday that like Naomi and Matul had split. And at first I was like, no, they didn't. Like they couldn't have. It was just a tweet she, and I was they, like, there's no fucking they way. They just moved to New York. Like makes no goddamn sense. Take it away. Um, but then it kept surfacing, that same tweet. And Naomi did unfollow Matul on Instagram and deleted all of her pictures with him except for ones where there were other people in it. And now People confirms that they have split. The split has come just weeks after the couple moved to New York City together. Quote, Naomi and Matul are no longer together, her agent said. She is back in Charleston and plans to stay there for the time being. But for those who don't know, Naomi was on Southern Charm a few years ago. She dated Craig Conover. She was, like, responsible for all those iconic lines about his sewing career. You sit home when you sew. Yeah, you sit home when you sew. And then they broke up because Craig was, you know, like a... He wasn't belling up to the bar. He wasn't belling up to the bar. And she met Matul, and she was on the show for like one season with Matul, but he's like a really serious guy. He was He's a doctor. He's getting his residency. And they just had this like really serious life. And she chose him. Like she left the show to be with him, have a serious life. And then they just moved to New York. And literally the day they moved, like this tweet was going around. Yeah. Like a week or two after they moved. So she was in Charleston this past weekend, I think for, you know her own reasons I think she had like a friend same I don't think it had to do with this no and then I think she discovered something that has led her to break up with him because she posted an Instagram story addressing what's going on okay she posted this last night and before I think it was all conjecture Conjecture. but she posted a picture of her looking sad with her cat she said nothing will be worse than losing my dad but this is a close second betrayal is never easy for anyone so he betrayed her and I'm just so sorry to anyone else that has stumbled across those terrible messages what are the terrible messages yeah I'm absolutely positive I will regret posting this tomorrow, but so many of you have reached out saying you're feeling a similar pain. I'm so, so sorry. Yeah, so it's obvious she stumbled upon, like, a computer or a phone with, like, dirty messages. Um, It's been on Dumois before, and I think Dumois resurfaced some of the blinds she got um, because it's now relevant that, like, he was talking to an ex for a long time, seeing the ex, going on dates, making out in public. So that's atrocious. Like, that's such a betrayal. And Naomi's such a nice, cool girl. Like, I live for her. So I'm, like, mad. I'm obviously mad that he cheated on her because she's a queen and nobody deserves to be cheated on. But I'm also mad that, like, she really put so much of herself into the relationship. Like, she gave up her job, like, her life because he didn't like being on the show and things that made her happy for him and that made her happy. And then he just goes and disrespects her like right. that. Like, and they moved disgusting. to New York, I'm pretty sure, for him, for yes. his job. yes. Disgusting. Disgusting. I'm so upset. And I just never expected that from Matul. Like, I actually met Matul. He was a lovely man. And I'm like, this is so great. Like, it was so endgame for Naomi. Like, I never even thought about them as being anything other than, like, mom and dad. Like, riding off into the sunset. Yeah. And now we're just, like, 
taking steps away from the sunset no, and it's shocking we're very far from the sunset we i'm just thinking be further of naomi i can't imagine i just can't like her whole world shook the fuck up shook the fuck up i'm i'm very sad for her she's such a nice and, and like now i'm of course like thinking let's get back on southern charm like of course yeah because she was great on the show she was great on the show and she has her business shop la bay that would be great for the show also yeah with like interesting girls who work for her no and also like that would be great press like for her business yeah. and i think it's time to get back on the show i mean maybe like not right this second but, when but she's, maybe right this second. But when she's ready. You know, so I was thinking, Southern Charm is always in the news. I, like, the show is so good for a million reasons, but also because even when they're not on, like, there's so much drama. Like, A-Rod, Madison, Craig, and Paige are dating. They, they were, are? They were spotted. Someone took a picture of them on the street, like, hugging, embracing, sitting on their laps. Like, there's something there. Austin is always, you know, like, Kristen. starting shit. Chris and Kevin. Like, they are such a... Thomas... Right. They are star-studded cast. Like, these people know how to be famous and how to make be a TV show and be interesting. Like, it's really admirable. I commend them. Yeah, very true. Very true. Yeah. Always look forward to it coming back. You smell that? Is it smelling good? I think it's you. You smell amazing. Thank what you. What perfume are you wearing? Scentbird. Whatever set you may be wearing, you have good taste and you know what you like. But great taste is also expensive and you end up with a shelf full of half-used bottles. Or you've been wearing the same two perfumes for years because going out to buy a new one is a hassle. With Scentbird, we have found a new way to have great taste and mix up our fragrance routines without breaking the bank. Scentbird is a fragrance subscription service that gives you the monthly that gives you the opportunity to shop from over 600 brands. It is a flexible subscription service so you can skip any month without penalties. Scentbird lets you choose a new designer fragrance to try every month for just $16. Every month you get to pick what you want to receive so there are no surprises and they have perfumes, colognes, and a lot of unisex options. They carry top tier brands like Prada, Gucci, Versace, indie labels like The Harmonist and Confessions of a Rebel. All of the brands are 100% authentic and if you're not sure what type of scent you're looking for, you can sort and find a new fragrance by brand, style, occasion, and more. You get, first of all, you get amazing fragrances, but also the, the sizes are just so premium. It's like nobody really needs that big of a size and you get new ones every month so you can keep switching it up or stay with the same one. And it's the travel size. You can just throw it in your purse, take it on an airplane. Like it's just, it's premium. With an exclusive offer just for our listeners, you can get 30% off your first month today. That's only $11 for your first fragrance when a bottle of perfume can cost anywhere from $150 to $500, even more. So go to Scentbird.com, use the code TOAST for that 30% off your first month. Again, that's S-C-E-N-T, Bird.com. Free to try your first perfume or cologne for just 11 doll hairs. Sign on, smell amazing. Thank you for that, Claudia. Thank you, you are so, so much. Welcome. Next up, Jennifer Lopez is going to Broadway. She will produce what? and star in a Broadway musical project for TV. J Lo has Wait, reportedly partnered a Broadway musical project for TV. Which is it? All of them. J Lo has reportedly partnered with Oracle Scion and Hollywood producer David Ellison's production outfit Skydance to develop musical projects for TV and film. The musicals will be based on the Concord Theatricals Library, which includes the Rodgers and Hammerstein catalog. Rodgers and Hammerstein's famed musicals include Carousel, South Pacific, The King and I, The Sound of Music, Cinderella, and Oklahoma. Where the me? We sorry, I don't know. So. Oklahoma, where the, I forget how it goes, but because I sing it when I'm around Michaela, Miscarella, where the Miscars goes to play. That's why I saw Oklahoma. And? No disrespect 
to theater because I really do respect the art of theater. But it was the most atrocious, atrocious show I've ever seen. And you know what they worse did? Worse than the Curious Incident of the yes. Dog in the Night? How? Worse. How could it be worse? Ready? I'm going to tell you exactly how. So there's a scene, spoiler alert. I don't know. Someone gets shot in the show. I don't know who. I don't remember. And what they do is they make it like an immersive theater experience where literally the entire theater becomes pitch black. And if you don't know what is going on, like if you've never seen the play, it's very alarming. Becomes pitch black and there's silence, silence, silence. Gunshot. The most real sounding gunshot I've ever heard in my life. So I didn't know someone gets shot. I'm in a dark theater in this climate. That's horrible. It was I literally like was in tears. It was so traumatizing. I left immediately afterwards. I was so shook up. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? They don't give you any warning. Like, it was horrible. Horrible. I'm sorry. So, sorry, I digress. I just, it was so bad. Like, oh my God. And like, it's, it's like this immersive experience. So like, if you're sitting in the front row, which I was, you're sitting at like a big dinner table. And there's like chili and cornbread and you can't even eat it. Like it was, it was so weird. Cornbread. Yeah, it was so weird. Yeah, I don't know. I really didn't understand. The whole production like went over my head. Like I was, I had no idea what was going on. That's insane. I just thought Oklahoma was like 42nd Street. Like not it, but of the Midwest. 42nd Street is everything. Hear the sounds of marching feet. Of marching feet. Get some tempo. You On the avenue, I'm taking you to 42nd Street. That's like my Broadway voice, you know? I mean, everyone has Do you one. have one? Of course. Sing where it. you're like quaking. Do it. Here. Well, no, because you made fun of me. No, I didn't. You were just off tempo. You were off tempo. Ready? Let's do it again. You're Hear the, the sounds, sounds of, marching. of marching feet. You're wrong. No, you're wrong. We'll have to check it out. Yeah, we'll check pull it out. Up? We'll check it out. Should I pull it up? They're not going to be able to. Okay, okay, yeah, sure. You have to play it. What's that it, song called? 42nd Street. Okay. YouTube. 42nd Street. Opening number, right? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Can't imagine what the opening number isn't. Hold on. I that. just don't want to put it. I don't want to get the like, copyrighted. So. Oh, God. This is like community theater. Actually. You can put it on Spotify. Okay, I'm here, I'm here. It's a fabulous song. I'm taking you to... Hold on. Oh, this is not community theater. This is, like, sensational. Okay, I have no idea. Okay. <laughs> we'll figure it out We'll later. figure it out later. We can yeah. fight about it later. Let's... Yeah, the no, show must go on. I can be right later. Okay, yes. Yeah, it's never too late to be right. Same. So J-Lo's coming to Broadway um, and also perhaps on TV. That just makes me feel like it'll be something that it's also like NBC Live, but not NBC. Yeah, I'm first of all very confused as to what this actually is. I don't know how you make a Broadway musical for TV. Like, is it on Broadway or is it on TV? It could be both. Yeah, and I do find this really interesting. If she's developing, that's one thing. But if she's starring, because there have been rumors for a really long time that like J-Lo cannot sing. Like, she doesn't sing live. She's had someone else singing her vocals her entire career. She's a great performer, great dancer. Um, but she's not like a vocalist and vocalists go to Broadway. So this might be debunking that entire theory or she's just more behind the scenes. But it said she's going to star. She's going to star in at least one of the projects. And also, I, I used to really believe that theory. Me too. Um, and then I saw her perform. Super Bowl. Sup- no, but Super Bowl, I think you actually do lip sync even if you're a great talent or you can and get a, you can get away with. No, no, we saw her perform at Robin Hood. Oh, Were we did. No, I was not there. Um, 
And I just sort of was like, you know what? I'm going to let Sleeping Dogs lie. I'm just going to believe J-Lo. That she's actually singing. That she's actually singing. But I also think that maybe throughout her career, like other, maybe like there's other voices that are mixed in with hers, but I think she can carry a tune. Me too. So I think she could do this. I think she can do this. Well, I very much look forward to seeing the performances and finally, you know, judging it for myself and letting this conspiracy theory either be validated or completely debunked. But maybe that's why it's going to be on TV and not Right, live. that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, so I'm just curious. I would like some more information on what these projects actually are going to be and what JLo's involvement is going to be. Yeah, I'm sure that, you know, things will become more clear, but I just feel like everyone's just trying to switch things up, you know? And I Literally. feel like everyone just throws JLo at every problem. And you know what? They're not wrong. <laughs> no, they're she not. does solve <laughs> most problems. She does. She's an icon. She's a performer. Her hair, like, I think that her... Super Bowl performance was one of the best in years. Like, she's an icon. Yeah. So I love that she's just being thrown at different industries. She has a makeup thing now, a hair thing with, with A-Rod. Like, I'm, I'm into it. I'm into it, too. Are you ready for our next story? It's a little Real Housewives casting news. Conjecture. Allegedly. Conjecture. Because it's not being widely reported, but it's all over Instagram. Producers are set to axe Ramona Singer from Real Housewives of New York after disastrous season, says Radar Online. Um, a source tells Radar that the only original cast member who has never left from day one is Ramona Singer, but now her time is up. Ramona will not be invited back to the next season of the show, which is currently not in production for a couple of reasons. One, she is too expensive. She's the only lady that has been on the show from day one, and her salary reflects it. Um, plus, the basic premise of the show doesn't work anymore. A bunch of older white women behaving badly was fun a decade ago, but not today. The world has changed, and if the show wants to survive another decade, it must change too, and that starts with the cast. I want to say two things. One, it must literally eat Luann up inside that, like, Ramona's referred to as the only OG because one season, like, 10 years ago, Luann got demoted to friend of and she gave it her all and she got her job back. Yes. Like, it must just kill her. She's not even regarded as an OG, even though in my mind she is. Like, I, she was on the show that one season and she did make a mark even when she was. So I just want to say. Yeah, I agree with devastating. that. Devastating. Also, I just want to say, as I was reading this quote, like, Real Houses of New York and Page Six are, like, Intertwined. Intertwined. If there was a source that was going to give casting, a, a legit source that was going to give casting news to a publication, they would have gone to page six. Agreed. That makes me think that the story is not true. Because the only somewhat legitimate outlet that wrote this up is Radar Online. And sometimes they get it right with Housewife stuff. Up until now, it's just a rumor. But I think it's an interesting thing to talk about. Yeah. That, first of all, I don't know if I think the answer to the Roni problem is Ramona, but I do agree. They had an all-time low rating, 700,000 viewers or 760,000 last week. And Ramona must cost them over a million a season. So if the show's not bringing that aspect of it, I actually do understand financially. The show doesn't make money. You get rid of the most expensive asset. I don't know if Ramona is the problem. I don't think it's just like a one-person thing. I And every time I think of like who should be fired, I'm like, well, like, Leah, but actually she's kind of funny and she could be the future of the show. I think Ebony should stay. I, you know, I could argue that every single one of them. Here's the thing. I think individually I, could, I would want them all to stay. Together they don't work. I also think that if producers are looking at this season and looking at the ratings and taking away that it's Ramona that needs to go, I don't think that's true either. And I also think that, like, at the end of the day, I think they, they have to look back on what happened at OC and regret firing Vicky. Oh, you think? I do, because the show only got worse, and now it's so untethered. And, like, every season, it's like, wipe the slate clean. There's no, like, anchor. And I think that 
Vicky, and I was one of the people who was like, it's time for Vicky to go because she approached the show as this is my show and there's no mm-hmm. space for other people. And I do think that that's when it's your time to go. But yes. look at Teresa. She stays regardless. Also, Ramona, for, for someone who's an actual OG, she doesn't really have that attitude. She definitely has like a superiority, a, complex. A superiority towards like new girls in general, but she doesn't come on reunions and, and act like it's her show and she doesn't need to answer questions. Agreed. I think that, I think the Vicky Gumbelson remark is interesting. I think their mistake wasn't necessarily firing Vicky. It was firing Vicky and doing nothing else. So if they're just going to cut Ramona and think that the rest of the women are going to be able to take the show back to over a million ratings, I don't think that's the case. Like, I think that if Ramona goes, maybe it's time to you clean house with all the older women. No, yeah, and also when it comes and to the And bring in, like, five new people. The women who behave the worst, honestly, it's Sonia. Like, sh- Ramona, we're, like, gets drunk on the show and doesn't really go off the rails or like act in a way that's so unhinged. Yeah. But Sonia does. Like at the, the Morgan letters, the, you know, uh, just the, this week in just, North Fork. Like yeah. that's, and that's like behavior that's not interesting to watch because it's insane. It's Dorinda-like behavior and that's why yes. Dorinda was like, Yes, go. and I don't think, I, and so I agree with that, but I don't think that Ramona is the culprit of that. Yeah, I don't know what, maybe maybe the feeling or, or if these rumors are true like maybe they're thinking like it's just time like everything does come to an end a lot of ogs are being you know nini left and then vicky was asked to leave like maybe that's the thinking i just don't understand i'm curious like if the plan is to get rid of ramona what else are we doing because i don't think that's going to solve all these problems and i also think there's still so many spaces open on the show there's only five main characters right now they could bring in three new people before they have to get rid of someone yeah but if the show is not having ratings and they're like not making as much money as they once were like Ramona is expensive they could offer her less money do you think she would take it that's up to her yeah that's interesting yeah like I I just I think this is a little premature um but I also and it's also not valid like not verified verified but I when I read it I was like that's not gonna necessarily make the show better no it's not it's just it's a it's in a it's the franchise is in a weird space and it's in a similar place to OC and if OC had correctly fixed the franchise after firing Vicky there would be like some sort of precedent to follow but there's not what what would you have wanted them to see what would you have now in hindsight what should they have done differently with Vicky yeah like they fired Vicky then you said they did nothing else what should they have done then bring on more people bring something like they just cut Vicky and expected the rest of the group to be enough when the rest of the group is nothing yeah like that's what I'm saying if they just cut Ramona and think that the show's going to become better with just those four women or maybe one extra that's not going to do it it didn't do it on OC yeah I think they should bring in three new people now on OC I've heard there's like two or three new girls coming in yeah it should have been last season but there was COVID of course if they're gonna cut Ramona they also have a million other things they need to do because Ramona's not like the one problem with the show no not at all I and I don't really know what the problem is but I do think it's a it's a not large enough cast yes a hundred percent I don't know what the problem is either yeah we shall see but it once was like one of the best franchises and it has a legacy and it's just like not Ramona is part of that legacy though. 100%. So I don't know how you See, there was a time in my journey on the Real Housewives where I needed Ramona gone. Like knee- me needed. Me and too. And then over the last couple of years, I've just sort of started to appreciate her lunacy as genuine entertainment. And so like if 
sometimes I take housewives really seriously. And like Ramona used to really, really bother me. I just thought she was like such a two-faced, like shit talking. But then you come to appreciate like that's what this show is all about. Oh my God, it's 11-12, our first day with a clock and we missed 11-11. Not meant to be. Not meant to be. Not meant to be. Um, so I don't know, I'm torn. Like, cause I, I know what it's like to want Ramona gone. I, I felt that way for a very long time. But now I'm just kind of like, there's been such a lack in drama over these last few years. And she's always just been like this great, like delusional character who we love. Yeah. I agree. There was a time where I would have been cool with this. And now I'm just like, I just don't think that's the answer. I don't think it's the answer either. Are you ready for our fifth and final story? Is it the final story? Is it? Yeah. How did you know? Because I just said it. Crazy. (laughs) The final story is brought to you by Blueprint Test Prep. Remember, it is test taking time. And if you're not a great studier, a great test taker, then Blueprint Test Prep is for you. Their test prep delivers life-changing score increases. On average, their students receive 11-point increases for the LSAT, for future lawyers, a 13-point increase for the MCAT for your future doctors. And that is a really big deal. And here's how they do it. They make the boring interesting. When you are bored, you don't really retain information very well, and Blueprint was founded on the idea that test prep can actually be entertaining and effective. They use unique animations, memorable graphics, humorous pop culture references to make your experience engaging and enjoyable. And they also have the only dynamic study plan tool that creates your personalized study plan at the click of a button. Your plan will outline exactly what to study, evolve with your busy schedule, and sync to your phone so you stay on track. So if we have any future doctors, lawyer, toasters, and you're currently studying, switch it up. Blueprint Test Prep is the thing for you. They have elite instructors. They only hire the best tutors. To teach for Blueprint, you must score in the 98th percentile or higher for an, for their, on, on the actual exam. And they turn down over 90% of people who apply. Also, you get really specific analytics. So after each of your practice tax, tests, the amazing analytics will help you quickly diagnose the underlying patterns of what you got wrong and why to help you improve faster. They've helped over 50,000 LSAT students and over 60,000 MCAT students improve, improve and share, improve their scores. Um, they have a 4.8 trust pilot score, so you know that you can trust them. So even if you're not taking these tests, someone in your life is, let them know. Like, this is a truly groundbreaking thing and then maybe if you give them good advice they'll give you like free legal advice after they become a lawyer they have an exclusive offer just for your morning toast listeners blueprint rarely offers discounts this big but for the first 100 listeners of our show who go to blueprintprep.com and use the promo code toast you'll receive 20 percent off that's over 200 dollars off your lsat or mcat class if you go to blueprintprep.com p-r-e-p.com and use the promo code toast again even if you're not studying to become a lawyer i use this code uh for nicole who's studying to become a lawyer. So it's a really good gift for someone in your life who's smart. Yeah, it's a great gift. Our fifth and final story is a little bit of news that might sound like it'd be good, but it's actually pretty gross. Wow. Kraft macaroni and cheese ice cream now exists. Here's how to get your hands on a pint if you dare. Look at it. Stare it in the face. Oh, Van Leeuwen. Kraft partnered with New York City-based ice cream parlor Van Leeuwen to release the limited edition flavor of mac and cheese flavored ice cream. And yes, it's made using actual powdered cheese from their macaroni boxes. Quote, we know, twisted. That, we know that there is nothing more refreshing on a hot summer day than ice cream. This has to be a prank, right? <laughs> That is why we wanted to combine two of the most iconic comfort foods to create an ice cream with the unforgettable flavor of Kraft macaroni and cheese we all grew up with. This is like a PR stunt. Emily Violet, Senior Associate Brand Manager for Kraft. 
As big fans of Van Leeuwen, we knew they'd be the perfect partner to create the ice cream with us. Matt, Good question. I, th- I actually have heard. No, I don't know if Van Leeuwen's vegan. Mac and cheese lovers who are brave enough to try the frozen treat can score a pint on July 14th, beginning at 11 a.m. I know Claudia will be first in line on the company's website, but be prepared to shell out some dough as one pint, pint costs a whopping $12. However, if you're in New York City like Claudia, you can try the ice cream for free while supplies last at an ice cream truck stationed in Union Square from 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. So I have something controversial to say outside of this because I'm pretty sure this is a prank, right? Like, no. No, I don't think it's a prank. Like, it's going down tomorrow at 11 a.m. Should we go live, like, down at the ice cream truck? I honestly, I don't I'll think. I'll vomit. I like, will, like, you guys, we'll post these pictures. They're wrong. It's these wrong. These pictures are wrong of this well, ice I also, cream. I, I mean, so I'm an ice cream lover, file. lover, file, connoisseur, some would say. And I have something really, like, controversial to say. You don't like Van Leeuwen's. Yeah. There's, like, a couple ice cream places in the city, mostly downtown. Like, there's lines around the corner. Uh-huh. When there's, like, a perfectly good Tasty Delight, like, right across the street. Or, like, a 16 Handles. Like, or a haagen or a Cold Stone. Yeah. Like, I'm not into this whole, like, reinventing fancy, expensive ice cream when it's literally all just the same, you know? Yeah. And so, like, I just... If I see this, like, a line of people waiting outside Van Leeuwen, there's, like... A, a tasty across the street with not one person in it. Like I'm going to the tasty, you know? Of course. I, I don't recall ever specifically trying Van Leeuwen, but I know that I feel like I tried it once and I was like, this is what everyone is raving about. Yeah. And I just feel like it's this kind of like, I don't know if this is the right word. Like this, gentrification of the ice cream experience like making it more expensive more fancy when it's like ice cream experiences should be like like you were a kid you know wearing flip-flops and it's the cone is melting in your hand like it's not that serious you know it's not like this artisanal craft like it's ice cream yeah so these like fancy places with their fancy foreign names like red mango you know that's where i'm at you can find me at the local 16 handles yeah i mean I'm really into Cold Stone Creamery. I feel like it's a lost art. A hundred percent. Carvel? Stunning. Stunning. Like, I'm just into the, like, you know, like, old school, like, Americana, local ice cream shop. Yeah. Killwinds. Yeah. So I don't know, good. I'm into these fancy, like, I feel like craft. Big, big Gay Ice Cream is really good, though, because it's so just good. ice cream. Big Gay Ice Cream, I don't loop in with those fancy. No, me neither. But, like, Milk Bar, too, they make oh. it, like, milk. Yeah, it's just, like... Ice cream did not need to be reinvented. No. And there doesn't need to be this, like, upper echelon of, like, fancy creameries. You know? They're just an ice cream shop, you know? Yeah. It's like a malt shop. I want to go to Pops. Yeah, but what about Pinkberry? See, that's interesting. I think Pinkberry is kind of the cornerstone of these, like, two. Because now Pinkberry is, like, this disgusting (laughs) chain. And, like, you literally, it's it's like a Starbucks. Like, it's disgusting. It's, like, smelly and dirty. And no one's ever in there. But at one point, they, like, kind of started, they started this, this trend, like, elite ice cream trend. So they kind of became their own, like, their own demise. Yeah. Because all these other fancy, better chains started popping up, and they just became, like, a shitty local regional chain. Yeah, but sometimes it is good still. It's not. It is. But it, you would never have liked it because it's tart. Well, not anymore. When it first came out, I was like, everyone is quaking over this tart. It literally is Greek yogurt. It was disgusting. I tried it once. I'm like, this is not ice cream. This is a salad. Like, it was disgusting. Then they they grew because they have chains everywhere. And then they had, like, chocolate, peanut butter, vanilla instead of plain tart. And it's just, like, subpar ice cream. And you get so little toppings. It's like, you think you're getting a lot because you get to choose three. You get a plastic spoonful yeah, you of get sprinkles. Like, skr- skr- yeah. skr- you know what the best is that... 
most people won't even know what I'm talking about because it was a very small chain in the city. I think they maybe had two locations. I don't even know if you can call that a chain. Off the wall. Yeah. Do you remember? Yeah, that was like 16 handles. Where yes. there's like 16 handles and you just load up. 16 handles has a quality control problem because they blew up really fast. And now every single one is like a dump. Like yeah. there's raspberries on the floor, kids running around. Like it's just a the mess. The boysenberries taste like boysenberries. The yeah. schnozberries taste like But they're good. They, yeah, that is a good premise, but not in not in a COVID world. You know what's an underrated franchise? I really hope you know what I'm about to say. Come on, read my mind. Is it New York? It's like an old school franchise. Not Hagen Dazs. No, Baskin Robbins. No, it's not like a brand name like that. It might be like a regional thing. How regional are we talking? Give me like a locale. <sighs> Just give it to me. Okay, we have been to one in Long Island and also up by camp. I'm trying to think. I'm I'll give you a clue. Stop. Ready? T C B Y. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the country's best yogurt. Like, yeah. very underrated. There's so many great I think places. they shot themselves in the foot when they named themselves the country's best yogurt because they're not. And it's also weird. Like, where do you want to go? T C B Y. Like, it's not really like a. It doesn't roll off the tongue. Not at all, but it's pretty bomb. It is. There's so many great options, really. And this definitely makes me want Froyo. Yeah, I just wanted to put it out there, my thoughts on the upper echelon of ice cream creameries. Thank you for your thoughts. And so what are your thoughts on just Kraft mac and cheese, which is one of your favorite food groups? It's disgusting. Flavored ice cream. I feel like maybe there people who will like this are pregnant and like having weird pregnancy cravings because I can see someone being like, mac and cheese and ice cream, you know? I don't think so. No, I'm on TikToks where people are eating like, trying out the most popular pregnancy cravings and what are they like bread and ice cream pickles and peanut butter like so it's these opposite things okay bread and ice cream isn't that crazy but pickles and peanut butter like ice cream sandwich literally with bread that's freaky yeah but it's like these opposite things pickle and and so i feel like this is literally the epitome of a craving mac and cheese uh actually they're both like dairy no it's weird cheese and milk i want mac and cheese for dinner Ice, ice cream, cream for, for dessert. dessert. It's Separate. not like, you know, you got to put it all in a blender. Yeah. Now yes. we're in a blender. <laughs> um, so those were the fast size stories. And I definitely feel as though you needed to know some of them. I think you needed to know all of them, really. For sure. Anything else you want to like chat about? There's no TV recap because we don't watch The Bachelor. But if you're looking for a Bachelorette recap of Katie's episode from last night, our podcast, The Snatchler, which is hosted by our sister Margot, is available now. So check it out. She does a recap with her co-host, Nicole, and it's fabulous. It is quite fabulous. And tonight we've got Love Island and The Real Housewives of New York. Mm-hmm. And we will be recapping that in tomorrow's TV recap, along with Dear Toasters, our advice segment. So it's not too late to get your advice. Your queries Submissions. In. Queries. <laughs> Submissions. Yeah. To get your submissions in, deartoasters at gmail.com if you want us to read any on-air submissions, talking about your love life, friendships, work stuff, anything. Deartoasters at gmail.com. We'll always keep it anonymous. Thank you so much for listening to today's show. That's it, right? That's it. That's our show, really. Thank you so much for listening to The Morning Toast, the Millennial Morning Show, where we deliver the fast-life stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching this on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give us a video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found. So that's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, Wire Radio, CastBox, all the places. So wherever you listen to podcasts, find us The Morning Toast. If you have a bit of beautiful setting, that's why we are. Hope you guys have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow for Hump Day. Goodbye.